So we've come to that part of the program where we take a look at the Bible. This week we're looking at the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament. And we're looking at Acts 2, verses 17 to 21, and it says this. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming and great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you got any thoughts on that, Jamie? Well, these verses, of course, are just coming up when Peter addresses the crowd after the events of Pentecost, you know, the, the time at Pentecost where the Holy Spirit came down and there were, you know, flames above the heads, a bit like the scene off Indiana Jones and Raise the Lost Ark, you know, at the end of that film. And that's what it reminds me of when I read those verses. But what I find is interesting is Paul's kind of quoting Joel and he's kind of saying, you know, this is for all people. And I think this is a key thing here because the week before it was Jesus's ascension when he went up into heaven and these disciples were there thinking, what we're going to do now, what's going to happen, how are we going to do this? And I think what was great about the Holy Spirit was two things. One, it was, it allowed them to speak in different languages. It allowed that it was like a demonstration to say, listen, my word and my going forward is for all nations. It's not just for the Jewish nations, it's for all nations. And then secondly, it was equipping them with the power and with the skills and with the, the gifts that they needed to actually be able to deliver his message across the world. And I think this is the interesting point for me, is when Peter preaches to the people, you know, he says to them, repent and be baptised and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we hear the word gift, you know, there's two types of gift. There's a gift which is just a fun gift, or there's a gift which is practical. A bit like when my dad gave me a drill set years ago, I've still got that gift set it's that drill i still use you know and it's a useful gift and i think this is the thing with the gift here jesus has provided this gift to those who believe to equip them and to deal with the problems of this world and to proclaim his message and i think there's no other times at the moment if you look at the kind of fruits of the holy spirit that you can have peace patience when we're locked up there's i don't know how you guys are coping but these can be difficult times dealing with your children, dealing with being cooped up. And I think there's no better time to think, actually, let's receive that gift. Let me help me help me deal with those things that I struggle with. And sometimes I don't feel up to speaking to other people about, you know, the good news of Jesus. Maybe with the gift of that Holy Spirit, that can equip me to be able to deliver that message. Thanks, Jamie. That's really thought provoking. That's really good. Thanks. So, Pentecost is the Greek word for the Hebrew festival of Shavuot, which is the festival of harvest established back way, way, way back in Exodus 23. And that's kind of why the apostles were gathered there at the time of this festival, uh, waiting. They've been told to wait in the upper room and they're expecting something. They didn't quite know what, I don't think. But Jesus had obviously promised them that, that he would then come to them by the Holy Spirit. Jesus died at Passover time. He was resurrected and he ascended. And... The, the Pentecost uh, or the Shavuot is the second of three festivals in total. And this is the second of the festivals. And the festival was about offering the first fruits of a crop. 
And so the Holy Spirit coming at this time was a really significant time in the life of the Jewish people and the Israelite people. And in this sense, it's seeing the spiritual harvest. So the Holy Spirit coming was the spiritual harvest that was sort of foreshadowed, if you like, or foretold way, way, way back uh, in Exodus and the first fruits of the Spirit by the Holy Spirit. And we, we often refer to in church about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I've been reading this really interesting book. It's called Ecclesia. I highly recommend it. It's a very, very good book. And it talks about baptism and it goes into sort of the roots of it. And the writer goes into the fact that there are two, two parts to this, that baptism is a process. It's like a lifelong process. And there was no specific word in Latin for the word, the original word, baptizo or baptism so it's kind of transliterated and what the writer has done is done a word study and it says the first bit is bapto that's where the first bit and it just means to dip or to immerse like you you know dip a bit of bread into a bit of water or something you know you dip something in but the second bit is baptizo which is more of you know when you 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 stick an onion into pickle into vinegar or something or you uh, you store something in oil it's there for a long time or you sink a ship into the sea it's like that continual immersing and that's what happened at Pentecost at this time was very much that, that initial dipping. And we can experience that as well. I've experienced it. Many others have experienced it where you, you just get the sense and you just get this revelation of who Jesus is, that he's the savior of the world, that he's died for your sins uh, and you can come to God. You can now be reconnected with God through Jesus. It's that initial dip. It's that bapto, you know, that, that quick sort of, oh my goodness, yeah, I need Jesus in my life. But then, of course, there's a daily process that has to happen as well that daily um, immersing you know constant immersing every day in the holy spirit by spending time in prayer reading the bible uh, fellowshipping with others as well is very very important and it's open to everyone as it says quite rightly at the end as paul read out in uh, in acts at the very end it's all nations every peoples will come it's open to everybody it's an invitation to be to come to jesus recognize who he is through the holy spirit and, and have that daily relationship with him through the holy spirit Thanks, Pete. That's great. Well, I've been thinking about these scriptures that we often talk about around Pentecost, and particularly that the disciples, after Jesus had left them, the disciples were waiting for something to happen. They were waiting in an upper room, and I don't think they knew what they were waiting for. Jesus said he would send a helper to them, and they were waiting for that, but they didn't really know what it was. They were waiting for what they received was God coming in the form of his, his Holy Spirit to take control and to lead them, and which is what they needed, because as soon as the Holy Spirit came, they were empowered and they were able to preach about the gospel of Jesus, about the goodness of God and all these things. And that came from the power of the Holy Spirit. And it made me think, I've been also reading in the book of Judges about Gideon. Gideon was an Old Testament warrior who won an incredible battle to save Israel from their enemies. And then after that, they all, uh, the, the people of Israel all came to, to Gideon and said, we want you to rule over us. In fact, in, in Judges 8, it says, rule over us, both you and your sons and your, you know, your son's sons, because you have saved us out of the hand of Midian, Midian being the enemy. Uh, but Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my sons rule over you. Yahweh, in other words, God, will rule over you. And I think what Peter is quoting here in the book of Acts at Pentecost is talking about God saying that he will pour out his spirit on all people and he will guide them through the Holy Spirit. 
God is, is, is saying there that he will guide you and guide me in your life by his Holy Spirit, if you'll let him. Peter also quotes David when he says this, he says, I saw the Lord before my face, for he is on my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart will be glad and my tongue rejoice. Moreover, my flesh will dwell in hope. So Paul quotes Joel, the prophet Joel, and he talks about in the last days, God will pour out his Holy Spirit on all people. He doesn't miss anyone out, whether they're male, female, young or old, servants or free people. He says he'll pour out his Holy Spirit. And through that, people will prophesy and see visions and dream dreams. In other words, God will guide those people through these words of prophecy, through these dreams, through these visions, so that people will know how to live their lives. Now, in the case of Gideon, after he said that we are going to let God rule over us, not me, there came a period of time of 40 years peace for Israel, which was an unprecedented period of time because Israel was always at war, always in trouble, lots of problems. But when Gideon decided to let God take control, there came a period of peace. And I believe that when we decide to let the Holy Spirit take control over our lives, then we will receive a time of peace in the knowledge that we are doing what God wants us to do with our lives and following his direction.